0: Hello and welcome to the Cycling Central podcast. I'm Philip Gomes and with me are Rob Arnold, editor of Ride Cycling Review and frequent contributor to Cycling Central, Jamie Finch Penninger. Our rather regular Anthony Tan has run off to India to find himself. You'll probably find him sitting on a ghat in Varanasi watching the sun come up with his guru. Hello Rob, Jamie.
1: Hello Phil. G'day Phil.
0: Have you... Ever had a guru in your life or, as we like to call them today, a
1: mentor? Um, Well, I'd like to say that the two people sitting with me today have been um,
0: influences on me
1: and uh, very positive in that that sense. I'm blushing.
2: I'm blushing. I have a shiatsu guru. She's 64 or something. She's going to retire when she's 70. She's from Japan. And when she pulls out the wooden spoon to go at your fingernails, (laughs) get very frightened. But she teaches you very obvious things, like uh, don't sleep with your elbows bent. Oh, yeah. Uh, little things like that. Yeah. Circulation is key to everything. And uh, watch out or you'll get pancreatic cancer if you walk upstairs with your thongs on. What? That's uh, a long story.
0: Man, I, I live in those things. Yeah.
2: Those Javianas. Don't do it. Don't Shame do it. Shameless
0: plug. Send me some Javianas.
2: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you... she's my guru. I listen to everything Takuko says.
0: Okay. Uh, All right. Yeah. Uh, I, I...
2: It's frightening. but I'm, I'm uh, doing some little um, experiments here. Yeah. How do you sleep with your arms straight? But that's what I, I want to brace because my compulsion is to bend my elbows. Yeah, no, don't do it. It's really bad. Keep your keep your arms straight,
0: especially Ooh. if you especially if you spend all day like we do probably sitting at a keyboard or like many of our re- our audience does. Terrible as for well. you. The yeah.
2: Keyboard and putting the phone on your you know like that thing. I'm I'm demonstrating where mm. you put it on your shoulder. Don't do it. It's really
1: bad.
0: Bad for your neck. I'm, I'm always really
1: skeptical at these things cuz I mean maybe we're supposed to live to 200 but we do all these things like uh, drink milk was the other one I heard the other day we're not supposed to drink milk apparently and you know cutting off circulation so we, we look at Instagram. That's not normal. <laughs>
2: that <laughs> the human body wasn't designed to take in thousands of images and of all those fil-
1: filters yeah, yeah exactly. I,
0: I, I can't say that I've ever had a guru, but I've had a number of people through my life that have influenced me and probably the way I think um, mm. but that's really about it. it's like a, a moving sort of a sort of like life's rich tapestry you know you roll through life and you bump into certain types of people and you kind of go, hey you know that, that that person over there has got some pretty interesting thought processes that i dig
2: you had an influence on me or something you came and met my father a couple of weeks that's ago. right
0: that was that was particularly interesting for me
2: okay it was that's a whole other topic we right? could go off on a it's, tangent oh quickly, yeah man
0: <laughs> would it was jesus Christ. you know and yeah and of course it was timely and yeah. Anyway, it was uh, it was it was actually a very good day, and I really enjoyed that property. By the way, because it's those chickens. I'm still thinking about those damn chickens. Oh, they were and, magnificent chickens.
2: And the mountain bike tracks.
0: And the tracks were nice too. Ah,
2: glorious! Ah, yeah, to right. be in the country. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, well, um, a oh, lot cycling. Lot of, <laughs> cycling. That's right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We will we'll get back to talking about cycling. Well, a lot has happened in cycling since um, since our last pod, and we'll cover some of that uh, while focusing on. The UCI Road World Championships, which are on right now in Doha, Qatar. Okay, uh, let's get to it. So we're deep into the World Championships uh, with the road races uh, yet to come. And uh, really, I think for the, today's purposes, we'll focus primarily on the, on the elite. Um, the two elite time trials are finished. Australia's picked up a bronze uh, with Catherine uh, Garfoot, which we kind of expected because she's one of the form writers in the time trial discipline for the women. Uh, Rowan Dennis, unfortunately, overnight uh, didn't quite do what we thought he was going to do. And uh, there's, you know, he complained about specific reasons for that or didn't complain, but noted there were specific reasons for that. Um, and while we're talking about the elites, we shouldn't forget that Miles Scottson, uh, who him and his brother, are two of our most talented young, mm-hmm. young riders. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miles picked up a bronze in the under-23 men. Um, mm-hmm. And that's kind of where Australia stands at the moment with the two, with the two medals with, uh, with Katrin and, uh, and with Miles. And, you know, we're kind of hoping that things will go our way for the two road races uh, as they come forward. But, but um, your take so far on the world's... Uh, and we'll, we'll talk about uh, the heat as well.
2: I, I found it pretty anonymous. I spoke with Miles last night before I left the office. We had a nice little uh, Skype Chat uh, And he said he hadn't really left the hotel room. He said when he raced, he, there was no vibe. There was no, uh, no atmosphere. Uh, but he didn't really complain. He was just noting it because I wanted to know what it was like. Um, then I've had, uh, I haven't had contact with Katrin. But uh, it's good to see she was fourth last year by only just out of the medals by, in terms of seconds away from the podium. So it's great to see her up
1: on the podium taking a bronze. What about you, Jamie? What do you make of it? <laughs> yeah, oh, it's really it's really good to see Catherine getting a medal. Um, she was nine seconds off the win last year and only four seconds off the podium. And yeah, this time at least she gets a medal to go home with. But I know she'll be disappointed in a way because she really wants that gold. And she was, she was really set for the Olympic Games this year and had focused everything on that. And obviously to get sick going in made her very disappointed. And then refocusing here, she was going all in for gold. So she'll, I think she'll look back on it with um, a sense of um, achievement, but at the same time, it wasn't what she was aiming for. And I think you you see that quite a bit. I mean, Miles Scottson expressed a very similar sentiment after finishing third.
0: It's uh, with Catherine uh, in particular. She did say afterwards, though, that you know she'll be continuing on and she's going to give it a fair crack to get gold eventually. Mm. So this is a focus for her. it's difficult for riders at this level, you know, who ride road, but then also are skilled in a time time trial discipline, mm. uh, because there, you, there's so many different focuses throughout the season. You're racing, you're racing road for the majority of the season. Tony Martin's a prime example. Rowan Dennis, obviously, in the men, uh, are both prime examples of this. It's like, where do you wait your training? Mm. And of course, Tony Martin has been waiting his training towards road for the, for for the majority of 2016. Uh, even started that last year in 2000, uh, 2015 and really didn't get the results. And now all of a sudden he's back and he he focused after the Olympics. He was very disappointed and focused a little bit on this finishing off his time trialing. And here he is again at the World Championships.
2: I loved your tweet this morning. He was faster than nine of the team time trial teams. It's pretty amazing.
0: It is. He's a, he's a one-man team time trial team.
2: When the third place is over a minute behind, I mean, there's huge discrepancies in the men's versus the women, which was very tight. Tight. Uh, the first five or six were
1: within twenty seconds, weren't they? Is that right? Um, was it quite that close? Because ne- Neben was a bit out in front, I think, right. and um, Van Dyke was another ten seconds behind. I think it Yeah, so, so it was about 20, 25 seconds, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah mm. it definitely was closer into women than it was in the men.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, but I have to say, even though we're talking about it, I haven't been really engaged by it.
0: it look, it's a it's a tricky one. I try one.
2: to be. I'd like to be.
0: Will we be more engaged in Austria? Which is next year?
2: Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. No, will we be more engaged now versus then?
0: Well, no, will we be more more engaged with the next two, the next three World Championships, for example, which are Austria, Norway, and now Yorkshire, than we are with the race in Qatar? Is there uh, a reason? Yes,
2: because it'll come at a better time in the season. This this long lag to get where we are is uh, has, has has killed the the vibe. Has
0: the Olympics exhausted us in that respect as well?
1: No, it's the lag. Well, I think as it was. It's definitely exhausted the riders. I think a number of riders, you know, trying to peak in the middle of the season, they can't do the second peak then later for the world. So I think we saw that with Rowan Dennis last night, for instance. On mm. motor racing. We've, yeah, got to, we've got to remember that. Yeah, well, their motors are their bodies and they can't just pour more fuel into them. I mean, <laughs> well, to a certain extent, but it, it's not, not the same. Rest them in the shed. And of course, well, I think this brings us nicely into the reason that they delayed the world championships because of the searing heat that it would have been um a bit a, a bit earlier i mean it's still pretty searing it's about um 38 degrees 37 degrees i think it was yesterday mm-hmm. and it'll be cooling down to the um comparatively mild 34 degrees on the weekend for the road races but that's over you know 200ks um in the men's um about 145 in the women's in searing temperatures and mm-hmm. that's going to be awful out on the roads i think we're going to see riders you know collapsing by the side of the road, which we've already seen in the TTT with um, Anuka Koska from Rabo Liv um, crashing seemingly from heat stroke. She just swerved into one of the barriers at one, at one point and then trying to get up afterwards. She was, you know, uh, her legs turned to jelly. So mm. it's, it's seriously dangerous stuff that they're going through by putting their bodies through the efforts that they do in this um, sort of environment. I think Miles summed
2: it up a bit yesterday. Like He wasn't being negative at all. I was being a bit curious about what it was like. And he, he said, look, if we don't do it, it's good to have the experiment. If we don't do things like this, then the road race will be in Europe and Europe and Europe and Europe. So he he was at the in Richmond last year. He said the atmosphere there was off the chart. It was a fantastic, great carnival atmosphere, heaps of people, and it's not like that now. But these things happen. It's a shame. It should be sport for television. I haven't seen. We'll we'll see the road race on SBS on the weekend, and that's going to be exciting. It's going to be great. Um, but uh, you know, I think that this is a great opportunity. For sport in Australia for cycling in Australia to take advantage of the the circumstances that have arrived and by that I mean the football's finished the cricket hasn't started Melbourne Cups still a month away there's all, there's a little window of opportunity that just happens to coincide with mm-hmm. when the world championships are on so I bought the Herald today which is if for Sydney ciders that's a, a go-to paper um, uh, it's and just for the sake of actually perusing the sport and finding out all of the mentions of cycling not one word, yep. nothing, absolutely, completely anonymous.
0: The, the Even the you know the wire service copy, for example, that we get in, nothing, nothing, nothing to speak of. Right, four lines tops, mm. totally useless.
2: We we tried. I tried to not build the hype a little bit. I at least wanted to at least reference the fact that the World Championships was coming up. And a couple of weeks ago, I did an interview with Bradley McGee, and we we discovered that Adam Hansen wasn't turning up. Yesterday I emailed Cycling Australia saying, "Who's the replacement?" And they said, "Well, we're going to issue that in a press release." And I said, "Okay, great, but you know, can you just let us know just for the sake of it? We could have well, we could have done an interview with Steve von Hoff when we found out, but no, no, no. I was told, wait until the press release will come. So this was issued at four o'clock this morning. Hmm. Who's that issued to? Yep. Why would they issue a press release at four o'clock in the morning? about who was going to be the, the, the ninth member of a team, which has got two of the absolute favourites in, in Caleb Ewan and Michael Matthews.
0: And added a third sprinter.
2: It's just, to me, it's like an opportunity to take advantage of publicity, and instead they're just... It's like a secret society. It's like, shh, don't tell anyone the
0: world's around. Actually, one thing we haven't done is... Uh, <laughs> note the, uh, the top three in the two events since we've kind of gone off tangent really early. Uh, so the men, um, Tony Martin, the um won the men's uh, time trial for the fourth time. Uh, Vasil Kirienko, defending champion from last year. Pretty good. Picked up second. He's just such a tough veteran. And uh, third was Jonathan uh, Krasovieho, who rides for Movistar. Obviously, Kirienko rides for Sky. And Tony Martin rides for Ethics Quick Step this year, will be Astana next year um and uh,
1: katusha
0: i think oh sorry katusha yeah. that's right um katusha alperson <laughs> that's right katusha Al- alperson and of course uh good result for ryan mullen from from ireland and uh, australia's Ron dennis finished sixth a minute 27 behind martin um with uh with the women all right we're looking i'm going to our trusty app here because i use um uh, the technology. I uh, use technology for that, yes, that's right. Uh, Amber Neven from the United States at 41, which is pretty notable in itself. Mm. Uh, Ellen Van Dyke, uh, who we expected to be up there in the first place. And, of course, Australia's Katrin Garfitt uh, in, uh, in third place for the women. Um, so, really, generally no surprises, I guess, if we kind of look at those results. The big surprise Rome.
2: is probably 11th in the men's with Tom Dumoulin, over two minutes yes. down. Yes, that's right. Like, uh, you know, I think we look at him as... He's one of the poster boys of the year. Like he's just yeah. fantastic. He's wonderful to interview. He's uh, got a great personality, uh, interesting uh, uh, perspective, good wit, charm. You know, like I think I, I, I've got a, a man crush on Tom. A clean skin. Yeah, yeah. As
0: well, well but I one mean, of the new that, generation. That's, that's one stands that stands out. I mean, I'm
2: not talking yeah. about that he had to be on the podium, but we kind of expected, just based on his history, that he might be there. But the season's too long.
0: Yep. And and th- this was the point uh, that Bradley McGee made about Rowan um, afterwards, and there were some comments from Rowan afterwards, saying he was about uh, 30 watts short um, on average for that ride, mm-hmm. 30 watts short compared to his team time trial ride. And Bradley said, uh, I think Bradley said uh, 10%, roughly 10% uh, off his best out, his best potential output. Mm-hmm. Um, that could be placed to the heat, but basically they, they put that down to the fact that he started in January, at the Tour Down Under. And, of course, you're trying to peak for the Olympic Games as well and the, the races that you focus on, you want to focus on mm. uh, throughout the year. He had a tremendous Eneco tour. Mm. And the only reason he lost that was probably because crashed. he crashed. Um, but he wasn't able – so you wonder how much of that, plus uh, maybe just coming off peak slightly, and there you have it, sixth yeah. place rather than first or second or third.
2: Because it was the the 12th of October. Yeah. <laughs> It's a, That's an enormous year. It's an enormous
0: year. Yeah. That's right. So, you know, yeah. what are we going to do? What are we going to do with the bike season? What are we going to do about the World Championships? And, you know, having it in the, in the heat at the end of the season, as they do in Qatar, is, uh, is an added uh, complication. So, okay. Um, we,
2: we can chew holes in the administration <laughs> of cycling, but that we do that generally, don't we?
0: But well, they they, they, have to take, they have to take the races places that we don't normally take them. Absolutely. So,
1: I mean, there's, there's spreading the race to the world and then there's, you know, going to a place which has no history um, in cycling culture, um, has no interest from fans and is generally unsuitable to race at this time of year. And has money. And has money, which is possibly the clinching point as you, as you bring up. Well,
0: from- well this, this is a good point. So we've got, we've got one country in particular stands out to me as a, as a country that really should host the world championships, and that's Colombia. Mm. But it isn't, and it's not for the foreseeable future. Well, next two, next three, as I mentioned earlier, Austria, Norway, and uh, and the United Kingdom. Yorkshire is going
2: to be crazy. They'll
0: all be fantastic. Mm. They'll all be. We know that, mm. right? But here we have so many Colombians making an impact on the sport. Here we have South America mm. producing riders in general. There are a few good Venezuelans as well. Argentina seems to be particularly keen on cycling, even though the Tour de San Luis has just fallen over. Um, th- this is prime territory for development mm. and for focus, and we don't see the UCI there at all. We have three European World Championships coming up in a row. Mm. What are you thinking? But you host it in, in, in Doha, which, to be fair, the, the Qataris have put a tremendous amount of money into cycling over the years and continue to do that as a spectacle, as an event promoter, mm. in effect. But, again, the culture is missing.
2: I can't say enough about... I don't know enough about the politics of Colombia to understand why it is not there. I don't know if they bid for it. I don't know mm. if there was the opportunity even to go back to Bogota, for example, like they did in 95. Um, I'm, I'm not sure. That's, I'm sure, based on the the reaction that I see from Colombian fans when Chavez <laughs> is doing well or Narra Quintana's on the, on the fly, then it's clear that there's a huge fan base in Europe of Colombians. So I'd, it would be... I reckon pretty uh, pretty animated in the crowd there.
0: You know, and even even with uh, San Luis, uh, you know, when we'd we watch those dodgy streams of what was happening at San Luis, and the crowds were lining in rows, they want to see these guys race. Mm. So, what's going on? Why isn't South America focus? Is there no money? Is that the reason?
1: We
2: can
0: assume that's got to be <sighs> the only reason.
1: Yeah, well, we've got to be you know just spinning the hypotheticals here, and you know, putting together a bid is is part of the thing, and it'd be interesting to go behind the bid process a bit and see what what goes into the decision-making um, process with the, within the ECI and how they make that decision, because at the moment it, it does seem to be very Europe-centric, doesn't it? Um, but, uh, uh, even they th- could even exp- though I just complained about it being in Qatar. So. Expand the territories, go to Russia. It seems odd that it hasn't even yeah. been
2: on the scope, really.
0: Whatever you may think of Russia, Russia is a country that does produce riders who race at the World to a level, men and women. And yes, I mean that's 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 an omission. Yeah.
2: I think you know what I think would be really cool is to revisit the 1980 Olympic road race course. I've heard about it, I've not seen it, I've tried to find footage or photos, but apparently it was absolute roller coaster. Like a, a, a basically a roller derby. Like a very violent course, very uh, built for purpose. Uh, I'd love to go and visit it and see for, what it was like. And for, have those, a go
0: of it. for those not uh, not around, uh, born born post nineteen eighty.
2: No, I don't even remember watching it. But I've had a discussion with people who have competed there, and they were telling me about it, just about how how crazy it was.
0: That was um, that was a that was a, that was a boycotted uh, Olympic uh, Olympic uh, year. Yeah, nineteen eighty. Yeah, um, because the Soviet Union invaded uh, Afghanistan. Mm. And half the world went, uh, you've been bad, so we're not going. And the other half went, uh, yeah, we're gonna rock up and we're gonna race. So it was kind of a kind of a mixed Olympic Games. Hmm. So and here we are again with Russia and that whole other business going on. And
2: Do we back talk to the about future. That?
0: No, we don't want to talk about it. We're anymore. done with that. We're done with that. Yeah, yeah that's right. Of we note-
2: did TUA's a year ago, two years ago, three years ago. Yeah. we've been through Tuesday.
0: That's often. Often. The interesting thing about Russian cycling, though, uh, one of the – t- you mentioned uh, Katusha, mm. and Katusha now has a German sponsor in mm-hmm. Uh Katusha is also, starting in 2017, not a Russian-licensed team.
2: Where's it going?
0: It's a Swiss-licensed team, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, you got a lot uh, of as, If I remember. Yeah. Um, either way, it's no longer uh, – it's part of their globalization of, the, of that branding. Uh Right, and you'll note they've got a reduced number of Russian riders in the squad. You've got Tony Martin Mm. signing up, a bit more of a German focus, German sponsor. There's things happening there.
2: Mm. Watch the space, is that what you reckon? Yes, that's right, Uh, yes. But we see I am going, uh, so they're out of the Swiss registry
1: the One interesting point will be who ends up being the last World Tour team because Dimension D- Data is currently sitting in that last spot, but they've signed quite a few riders um, for next season and with the expectation that they'd be doing World Tour. So it'll be interesting to see if the UCI just says, oh, yeah, we'll shift the parameters a bit and, sorry, maybe... Um, Bahrain, Marida, you're maybe out for next season.
2: But or they could just say there's 17 teams vying for 18 spots, and we've had 18 spots, so that
1: was part of that was uh, the problem with that. No, is no,
2: no, hang on, how does it work at well,
1: yeah, no, 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 you're right. But um, uh, the that part of the reducing it to 17 was their peace deal with ASO. So they're not they're not going to go back to eighteen teams and yep. risk pissing off ASO again because that was nearly um, Tour de France walking out of the world tour. So it's it's fraught subject. <laughs> My money's on it going to eighteen teams.
0: My money is going going to eighteen teams as well. Yeah. Um. We've kind of segwayed. Just <laughs>
2: some smooth talking. You watch it happen. Oh, you, you know that deal that we broke. It's oh, just don't worry
0: about it. Never mind. Never mind. That's right. Now we kind of segued away from look, this whole world look, championship. Look, eighteen teams. We've, we've segued away from this whole world championship caper here. All of oh, a sudden, yeah, go back to the so desert. So let's let's go back to the desert and uh, let's uh, let's talk about the two road races to come. We've got the women's elite road race. Uh, Do we've we actually talk got about
2: a, uh, Tony Martin and Edix winning another, uh, winning the world title and, and pushing BMC off that podium. Uh, oh yeah,
0: let's actually give us did, give us no, a few I, thoughts
2: on that because that this happened on. That's it. That's my whole thought. All oh, right, okay, because this
0: happened last Sunday where we had. The, the, the race that
2: wasn't going to be, that did become, that race was, that it, wasn't was really the, whatever. The, 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 br- the,
0: the trade team's time trial, which is kind of like part of the World Championships, but kind of not, and there's a lot of controversy about whether it should continue to be there after it was brought back just a few years ago, and here we are. This, there's a, There's a distinct lack of commitment mm. from the professional trade teams to doing this event now, mm. with the exception of, say, BMC and ethics quick step and also orca bike exchange and of course you can see that in the results as well because those are the three <laughs> teams who medaled um so i mean what do we think about this time to dump it keep it get rid of it hot or not make
2: it a national team one it doesn't it can only be four members what's wrong with that that's awesome
0: uh, actually yeah, yeah
2: I they, it, that used to be an olympic event chuck them in for 100 kilometers swap
1: them off <laughs> i don't Have a I don't warm up for the road race.
0: 100k in Doha. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I quite like it. Um, there's not necessarily a lot of chances for the team, trial, team trial, trial during the season, so why not give the teams that are good at it a chance to show you know show their wares? And or or, or in in uh, in argument to that, why mm, let them do it? Well, it's a discipline within cycling, and it's not always represented in in. In what race? Um, in what private race organizers come up with? So you know, why why shouldn't the UCI do something to say throw them a burn at least? I don't know. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I think a, I, yeah.
1: Go ahead. I think the, the winner of the world's being late was Eneco Tour.
2: Look at the sprint line up there. Oh my god, it was fantastic. That, that, that was, was a great was so race. Good. One of the best races oh, this year. Yeah. Um, they had a, a team time trial there. Just to that's the point. Uh, So there are people that do respond, you know, there are race organizers that respond to different initiatives.
0: And and maybe maybe that's the solution. Maybe what we do is we each year as the race organizers go through what their parkour is going to be for each one of those races. Mm. One race organizer says, well, this is a world tour race. We know we're guaranteed to have the 17 or 18 world tour teams here. And we're going to put in a team time trial. And then the UCI also designates that team time trial within that race as the world championship race or that, that that the winner of that particular race becomes hmm.
2: yeah no no i mean it's what did nick roach say you just uh, Nico was just saying it was okay we got finished the race went back to the hotel someone might have put an extra sticker on their truck yeah to say world champion world champions yeah and otherwise there, basically, there were basically a couple of people going
0: so if we were to take a vote around this uh, around this table um we'd have two to kill it and one to keep it Yes, I think so um.
1: Don't
2: gang up on him Like, it's okay it's, I, I respect him
0: <laughs> Yeah, no, no it's, it's, it's well, just, well, can, yeah. We, can we mention
2: Bowles Dormans, Dormans as well In the women's well, um, Go yeah, on But we, first let's let's d- it. It. Keep or kill? Uh, keep I oh, Get rid of it yeah, no, no, make it Four man and 50, 40 kilometres Oh
0: Jesus, okay I said get rid of it Okay, well, well, I'm we'll, we'll, we'll think of another alternative. The
2: logistics is what is it makes it a headache, and that's what isn't that what what was behind the boycott, Jamie? You, you're, well, I'm that, so bored by it. I don't ours, really read
1: it. It's money, obviously. I mean, all the teens didn't want to be forced to because normally they get paid by race organisers to come over and, and bring their stuff. Um, in this case, a UCI run event, they don't get paid um, to attend, and. They were throwing a bit of a hissy fit because, you know, right is uh, a team that's going to come fifteenth in the team time trial doesn't want to um, have to transfer transfer all their bikes in no. ten thousand, you know, however many ten- tens of thousands of dollars and spend it, you know, on a futile effort to, you know, run fifteenth or twentieth or whatever they mm. end up running. So so did four man teams. So <clears throat> so they opted to make it voluntary, and that ensured that only the teams that were going to go close to winning showed up. So yeah, mm.
0: now. You want to talk about bowles normans uh, oh, time just... trial at the yeah, World yeah. Championship? No, because it is—it's yeah. it's worth noting.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I just wanted yeah. to reflect that it's probably a good a good opportunity for us to talk about um, dominant teams like bowles normans have been in the on the women's scene, and it's a very good opportunity to talk about uh, women's cycling and who's strong in that. And I think I think that's why the team time trial is important because it does elevate, um, especially women's cycling, to an equal level with, with men's, and it's. Is that
2: the first time it's that event has been won by a team other than what is now Canyon... SRAM? SRAM.
1: Uh, who was it last year? Um, Canyon SRAM. It was Sram. Canyon SRAM, yeah. And yeah. before
2: that it was Lululemon, and yep. before that mm. it was... But it was more or less that same that lot. Same team. So it's yep. it's showing off the diversity of talent by, for the first time ever, another team winning it.
1: Yeah, well, I suppose <laughs> you could say that, but bowls have been very dominant this year. So, I mean... That's true. maybe true. Maybe it's just a shift in dominance, but no, no, I think... I think throughout the season, especially in the second half of the season, you've seen a lot more. Um, the wins been spread out across the teams, mm. and for instance, uh, Chloe Hosking, who we're talking about later, no doubt, yes, um, winning with uh, Wiggle High Five and uh, the Ro- Rochelle Gilmore own teams. So, yeah. Mm. yeah, so well, she's going to win the world. Is that what you mean? So, is that what we're talking yeah, about? Yeah. So
0: this this is, this is a a good uh, a good intro into uh, the women's road race, which is going to be on SBS on Saturday night. So we're gonna.
2: Do you know at the times? Just Excuse while me. we've got an opportunity uh, to reference, at what time will it finish?
0: Yes, uh, about uh, twelve forty-five p.m. or oh. a.m. Sorry. Okay. Right. So we're we're starting uh, on air on SBS Two at ten p.m. Mm. We will be streaming. We don't have specific streaming times yet, but it looks like nine thirty-five p.m. So we'll be about an hour and a half. An, uh, sorry, about uh, half an hour before we go live to TV. Mm-hmm. So approximately thereabouts. I'm still trying to nut that down da- that down. So, um, so let's let's talk about the women's race. So we've got Chloe Hosking of Australia, who's had a bit of a hot hand uh, throughout the year and uh, towards the end of the year. Pure sprinter. She's won before in Qatar at the Tour, the Ladies Tour of Qatar. Um, she's a good shot. And who else?
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll, I mean, it's worth saying that it's probably going to be a sprint. Um, that that course. Could be quite technical, and if the wind gets up, you know, maybe that will create some difference. Um, it's not going to be a typical Qatar Qatari stage, though, because I mean we're used to seeing the Tour of Qatar and the wind breaking everything up. For the women, they start in the they start in Doha and then they just um, go through the city and then do that loop around the Pearl, which we've seen uh, seven times, I think, and it's. And whilst that's technical, I think we've seen from the time trials that it's not really enough to get to a point where you're doing hairpins and you're um, tra- you know, um, having to start and then do a full sprint out of each corner. So I don't think we'll see it split up unless the wind really gets up in, in that in that section. So, it'll, yeah, I think we're looking at a sprint. And after that, your contenders are, you know, Chloe Hosking, Kirsten Vild, um any of the Dutch team, really, um, not just Vild. So like Voss, Chantel Black, um, all of those names. Uh the the Italians got a bunch of sprinters as well. Um Giorgia Bronzini's probably their biggest name there, but they've got a number of other ones as well. Like Barbara Gradicci and uh that one whose name I can never remember, but it's like three names in one. And Mongo. <laughs> No. Long, Longo Borghini, is who you long ago, Bulgarian. Yes, yeah, right. Well, she's not really sprinter, but um, I was thinking of somebody. But she, but she
0: can. Yeah. She's the kind of rider that. She's a kind of rider that she, could pull it off.
1: I think she's more the sort of rider who'd go off in a small group and then and then possibly win it from that sort of circumstance. So mm-hmm. um, it'll be interesting to see how it goes um, because there are those three dominant teams: Australia, um, Italy, and the Dutch are probably dominant. Um, Julian Dior from Belgium. She's another one. that will be in there. And I'm just trying to think of other names as well. The Americans, they've got a strong team, but not really sprinters. So, you know, you can, you can pick out some other names as well, I'm sure.
0: But if it goes to a sprint, it's really going to go down to the cohesiveness of those national, that national team structure, as it always does, of riders who don't ride together throughout the year. Mm. And I suppose, what, the Dutch may be the best place there, as well as the Australians in terms of having multiple numbers of riders who ride together throughout the year. On team, on the same teams.
1: Mm, yes and no. I mean, Marion Voss. She's Robert Live. Um, Chantel Blacks. Bowles Dorman's uh, Kirsten Vild's high tech products mm. so you, you know there's a mix and match but I think everyone in the pro, pro peloton knows each other quite well having raced with each other a long time and I was speaking to Chloe Hosking or I think we'll bump up that interview a bit um, <laughs> and so you can <laughs> it's you, online now yeah online now go check it out um, right. uh, uh, Chloe Hosking Chasing Rainbows I believe was that's, the poetic that's title yes and um, and she was Oural. speaking. well
0: Rainbows.
1: rainbow you yeah, know because you anyway yeah just curious.
0: Chasing Rainbow.
1: Chasing Rainbow, yeah, it doesn't have that. Sim- <laughs> <Sorry>. doesn't, <laughs> I does uh, I know, I look at this. Yeah. It doesn't you quite know. pop the so, yeah. same. <laughs> it is parading. Anyway. Um, look at it. Look for it. Read it. Yeah, well, she was talking about. Um, it. And it was she, written by Jamie. Yeah, she was talking about coming off the wheel of Tiff Cromwell, um, who I presume is going to be a, her last lead out rider. And she says that she does it most, most of the time during the season because she's often following the Canyon Tram train. Um, during the world tour, because she, you know, piggybacks on them f- for the, for the sprints. Isn't so, that nice yeah. of them? Yeah. yeah. Is that called collusion? Um, well, I think she's, I think she's behind, um, behind their main sprinter, So you know. <laughs> no, I mean the, 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 that's
0: anyway. Yeah. Okay, let's <laughs> let's go topic. let's go to the men, Rob. Let's, let's go to the men. Let's, the let's men's uh, field. Is this is a it, unique. A unique opportunity for men and the women sprinters. Yeah. This doesn't come around very often. Usually, the courses, te- World Championship courses, tend to be punchy, yeah. um, producing a, a certain kind of winner, uh, like we saw last year in Richmond with uh, with Peter Sagan and those repeated climbs, and it was almost a course that was perfect, perfectly built for someone like Sagan. Yeah. Um, this year, it's not the case. Pan flat, lots of loops, lots of corners. The men's race is stacked with pr- with sprinters. Stacked. Right? The Germans are probably the most interesting squad from that point of view because you've got uh, you've got Marcel Kittel, who obviously we, we know about, John Dengel and, of course, the guerrilla himself mm. as the point man, apparently. Uh, just that one team alone is is strong. French, they've got uh, Demer and uh, yep. uh Australia, we have Michael Matthews and young Caleb Ewan. And now, I've, as you've just mentioned, they've... Uh, They've thrown Steel Half into the mix, who really could be considered a second-tier sprinter, but you know, on his day, he's a quick. Yep. Um, they're just not the only two, but those two really stand out.
2: Absolutely, Heinrich Hausler, when he when uh, Gossi came second in Denmark, which was the last real true sprint uh, World Championships, Heinrich was within uh, shot of of the finish line, and he had his hand in the air. He knew what was going on. And he was a pivotal member of the team. And I think uh, even last year, Heino was pretty critical in, in setting up Matthews. So um, I was talking to Brad about, you know, how the, it might roll. And Heinrich is sort of um, smoky, if, if you ask me. But I then I asked Heinrich about it and he said, no, he's, he's fully committed to working to the others. So, you know, that shows the grace of the guy. But I just did want to. Make a little special mention to
1: him. Has his contract situation been um, formalised yet? Yeah, he's yeah, going he's, to Barrow. Yeah, he's got a
0: team. Yeah, okay. yep. all done. Yep.
1: yep. Um, Couple I don't. Of, I don't uh, think that's actually been disclosed yet
0: fully.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah no, that was really? a release. Yeah, that was about a month ago.
0: How the hell did I miss that?
2: They just sort of did that with that funny PDF thing. One, it's not really a glamorous press release.
0: No, but, no, no. Yeah. Because I was aware that he was going, but I did, didn't, and I was just kind of sitting on it i didn't even know
2: yeah there we go one that's missing is dave tanner he's uh, of the sort of fallout of teams that's all off topic like but um most of the riders uh like lee howard found a new spot with aqua blue yep the new irish team Uh, zach Dempster's going to the cycling project from israel yep um that just happened all pro
0: all pro conti by the way Yeah. yeah yeah
2: Um, but, the, the, yeah, poor old Dave Tanner's sort of in limbo land after am's collapse, so we'll see what can, happens with that. Right, right. But, but sorry, blah, blah, blah. blah. Yeah, but coming,
0: but coming back to the road race, yes, that's
2: right. Peter Sagan's going to be and, back. And, and he lands in Qatar today.
0: That's right. And this, Qatar's excited. The Sagan bus. <laughs> <laughs> and Qatar should be excited because right. Peter Sagan's the most exciting rider in the world today. So, uh, uh, But so he's he, not going to win the Worlds, is he?
1: Well, well why not? Why not? He's he's very fast and he's probably the best at picking out... I mean, the lack of... He won't have a lead-out train, obviously, but the lack of that's not going to stop him from winning. We've seen numerous times that he can pick his, own, pick his own way through a sprint and if it becomes chaotic there in the final, I mean, there's nobody nobody better than Sagan for dealing with that sort of situation. Uh, and the windy stage of the Tour de France
2: that he won, for example, the one going in Montpellier this year, was, you know, absolutely... A, a charming display on how he can handle the echelons and, and, and really make a race. That was so exciting. Best stage of the Tour this year.
1: Yeah, Um. well, there's plenty of other names as well. Mark Cavendish, we haven't even mentioned him yet. Yep.
2: Who's uh, that? Oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, guy, yeah, yeah, yeah the,
1: right. the guy we rode yeah. off before the Tour de France and then he came out and won five stages. Yeah. <laughs> what about Gaviria? Uh, come on. Gaviria? I, yeah. Gaviria. Did uh, you
2: see that Paris Tour finish? Yes, yeah, that was fantastic. That was classic. He uh, sprinted. Just for those who didn't see it, look for it. It's uh, fantastic. He sprinted from 750
0: meters. I'm going to talk about this in notes it was afterwards. It so exciting. Yeah, it was ripping. Keep keep going, Gaviria. Yep.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people likened it to um, like taking taking win in one of those points races sprints. Um, yeah. He just kind of made a surge with, yes. with like two laps to go or the equivalent, and uh, then just did enough to stay off the front. And you know when you're doing that against a charging peloton who's trying to set it up for the for the sprint at the end of 250 kilometres, I mean, it's incredibly impressive, isn't it? So.
2: Very good. I, uh, uh, talking to Brad McGee, sorry to keep going back to this interview from a couple of weeks ago, but um, I was laughing with him because when Brad won his, uh, his first stage of the Tour de France, it was uh, a sprint in Avranches, which is a little bit uphill, and everyone had expected that it was going to be all of the hitters with Zabel and Cookie and so on and so forth. And um, Brad snuck off the front with a kilometre to go um, and, and he won the stage. And that's why I asked if it might be an option to sneak in there and have a crack like that. So it's interesting to see other guys, you know, doing their sprint 700 and 800 metres early and still picking up a win. Just this so close to what's being, what the prognostic is to be a, um, a sprinter's world. Well,
0: and, and, you know, if the Olympics is anything to go by, the Olympics was supposed to be a GC rider's world <laughs> or, or a GC rider's race, and uh, Grand Grand Avramat ends up, a classics rider ends up winning the race, so...
1: Let's Who watch knows? him take the rainbow jersey. Yeah, Imagine
0: that. That's right. So, well, I mean,
1: why not? I, why was, spe- not? I was speaking to Patrick on my my other podcast, my, my podcast, and he said, um, "Why not?" I mean, he's in tremendous form at the moment, and he's very good in those sort of windy races as well. I mean, he could he could sneak off the front, and unless they're really committed to chasing him down, he could he could definitely you know manage a mm-hmm. sneaky victory. I was in Zolder in two thousand
2: and two, just. To hark back into the day when that was a full-on. It was always going to be a sprint finish. Robbie came second. Mario Cipollini won, and uh, who was third? Maybe Zabel. Anyway, neither he. Nor- but it was, it was. It was like what we're talking about now. It was to be a sprint, it was going to be a sprint, didn't matter. And it turned out that way. And uh, the way the Italians controlled it was was amazing, like totally amazing. Uh, Have a look at that on YouTube, kids, you'll enjoy it. Um, It was not terribly, uh, there wasn't a lot of panache from Cipollini, only the fact that he came off wheels and just smashed it. Uh, but I don't see it being like that in Qatar. It's going to be much more of a dogfight. I don't think it'll be as such a pragmatic lead-out train.
0: No, I, I, I think uh, that's my view. Mm. I think it's, it's going to be pretty loose towards the end, mm. and I think it's going to be, there'll be a lot of guys in the mix, but it'll be a man-on-man type sprint. And guys are not really going to have much of a lead out. It's going I, to be... Uh,
2: I predict Buhani will take someone out in the last 500 oh metres. and And then there'll be a scandal and the UCI won't be able to manage it and we'll be talking about it in three years' time.
1: Like and uh, Steve Bauer. Steve Bauer, yeah, Who can forget right. that. He'll probably yep. take Demar out because I know they're, they're, not, <laughs> they're not massive fans for each other. Um they going to do it with I'm a bike not, or with uh, the a the fist? So. I
0: mean, Koukkar, the not there. I mean, it's just like, what, what the hell? You know, what are they thinking? But here we go. Be, but that, that just illustrates the point. The, the point is, when it comes to sprinting depth, this particular race, if you love sprinting, mm. this is a world championships you definitely want to watch. Mm. Right? Anything can happen. There are a number of wild cards in there. And just the, the cream of the crop. This, these are the guys who win stages in the Tour de France, who win sp- sprint stages in the Tour de France. And they're all there at the same time. It's going to be epic.
2: I, 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 we can't rule Cavendish out. Absolutely not. No. You, you raised him and then for some reason. Well,
0: uh, well, we ruled him out during the Tour de France.
2: Yeah. Right? At your peril.
0: That's right. Yeah. So, you know, and they're saying, oh, well, he's, had a bit, he's been a bit sick leading in. But it's like, nah, you know what? I think we've learned our lesson mm. now yeah. uh, not to rule Cav out of anything. If and he's that, there,
2: he's going to be and there. And that GB
0: team is rock solid. Yeah. Right? They've stacked. Swifty. Um, you've got uh, Ian Stannard you've got uh, just every guy on that team is a star Mm -hmm. in their own right Mm -hmm. Steve Cummings Right, so you know he's got guys there who who are going to be able to do a lot of work for him. This is what I or like or about the
2: preview: so is if the longer you talk, the longer the, d- list. D- the list becomes. Mm.
0: That's right, exactly. So Who's it the Italian he's it.
2: okay. writing for? You. Is it Nizolo or Yeah, or and, 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 uh, and of course, and Viviani, and as, Viviani as well. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. So they've got two options. So yeah, yeah it's it, there's a lot there. So anyway, let's um, let's move on to the final part of this uh, of this podcast. Spanish, Spaniards, we'll do, Spaniards <laughs> Yeah, that's right. And we'll we'll, we'll Valverde is probably going to win. We'll just throw a few notes. A few notes in there, but uh, we'll be back in exactly one second, or two seconds, or three, or four. <laughs> So um, uh, let's do some offcuts, basically just stuff that's not quite related to the Tour de France. Yeah. I really wanted to talk about this. world Non-cha- championships. You mean? Uh, sorry, we're, we're world championships. Yeah. Or right. the Tour de France. Or the Tour de France.
2: cycling podcast. We're SBS, about
0: it. and really the Tour de France is just always at the forefront of our thinking because we're already planning for next year. We'll have all our hotels booked on Tuesday. Believe it or not.
2: On. Yeah it's, oh, that's it's, the presentation next week.
0: Yeah that's right. So once you know the course then you start, you know. Yeah. Oh, it just starts going feral. It's yeah. Kind of crazy. Yep. So uh, w- just some notes uh, on on stuff that happened this year and and or this over the last couple of weeks and and really anything of interest that you guys would like to jump in and add um I think we need to talk about Esteban Chavez who's finished uh who's finished 2016 in a way that really we've only seen from guys like uh like Peter Sagan and maybe And maybe um, uh, Greg Van Avermaet this year. Mm. Those are the guys who finished the year incredibly strong.
2: What a Uh, sprint in Lombardia! Incredible. It was so cool. He was. He seemed to be so far out of the equation, and uh, he just came and spoiled Cannondale. You know, he made sure cannondale Drapak didn't win because that's just how. That's the theme of the season for them.
1: And um well, poor Diego Rosa though in that race got absolutely. by his own team, uh, making him ride for Aru when he was clearly a lot stronger, and it's a, it's really disappointing and, for him at the end. You and, know, and leading, then, l- doing that um, amazing effort to lead out that sprint uh, mm-hmm. for about four hundred, and uh, then getting effort. bucketed by the team after for winning for for coming second. <laughs> You know, it's just like what?
0: <laughs>
2: Wonder why Nibali left that. That's team. right, exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, you get hammered because you're not going to because you're the strongest guy in the road for your team. It's just like, what? No. Um, I just don't think in this instance it's right.
2: Dear Astana, thanks for the contract offer, but I'm going to kindly decline. Uh, um, anyway, but Chavez was so, was a pretty amazing, wasn't he? he? he's so cool. I mean, and on the po uh, I tweeted or Instagrammed a picture of him on the podium and just said, how can you not like this guy? He is the most popular cyclist of the year, must be. Has to be, apart from Sagan. Who doesn't like him? Apart from Sagan. Yeah, but uh, Sagan will have his detractors. Chavez hasn't pinched anyone on them. Bum, And uh, he's only done good things so far.
0: But even if he does, his cheeky smile is a lot better than Sagan's cheeky cheeky smile.
2: Yeah, well, I I think that... uh, I'm glad you raised Esteban.
0: It, yeah. It's important. I mean, I, I just can't believe the year that that, that Orca, Orca Bike Exchange has had this year. So I, I, I tweeted earlier, you know, after he won that, I said, if you had said to me, while it was plausible, mm. that at the end of 2016, Orca Bike Exchange would have had two Grand Tour podium places and two monuments, I would have said, no, that's not going to happen. Mm. Yeah. And it has happened. Good point. Right? Bravo. 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 Of course, three of those results are with their biggest star, Mm. Esteban. Mm. So he's there. And he's going to be in Australia for the Santos Tour Down Under. Mm. Right? So it's... Get out there, girls, ladies. He is. He's coming out. He's coming. It's going to be a ride. Well, we've had this... Look, this is not official, Mm. but we did a... Tomo did an interview with with, uh, Matt White during the TDF, and Mm. apparently... He did say that. Good. And I've seen Dan Jones has also said that, so I'm taking it on faith that he's coming out. All right. Right?
2: Get your tickets to Adelaide, Get people. your tickets
0: to Adelaide. And so is Richie Port's going to be at the TDU?
2: Sagan's going to be And Sagan's
0: going to be at the TDU. The is looking good.
2: Mariana Voss is coming out to Western Australia next month. For the... For the Margaret River, the Tour of Greenland, Margaret River.
0: Right.
2: Yeah. All the stars are lining are
0: up. Are lining up for the Aussie summer of cycling.
2: It is. It's here. Yes. It's 31 that's degrees right. on Monday, so summer is just around the corner. The jacarandas are in bloom. Have you noticed that? That's right. And that's what prompted me to think, where's the Commonwealth Bank cycle classic? When I see the yeah. jacarandas in bloom, yeah. I get nostalgic. Yeah. When you smell that, that
1: whiff of summer, where's
2: you the Commonwealth Bank cycle classic? Wouldn't rem- you wouldn't remember know about it. You right. um, I'm during a blankie, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's well, right. Well, for, for, me,
1: for me, the jacarandas were always grafted into Inverell because that's the city of Dracarant is up there yeah. in Grafton. And uh, unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, they hold, held it earlier this year. So um, Melbourne to Warrnambool will be the last race on the NRS calendar happening this Saturday. Saturday,
0: that's right. Shh,
1: shh, shh. Oh, no, the, well, Warrnambool promotes it
2: pretty well. But yeah, they let, do. Let's
0: make sure. No, that. they let's, do. Just they, they try hold that,
2: that Cycling Australia missive, keep it
0: quiet. That's right. Don't just, tell anyone. Shh,
2: shh, shh, shh. Um, Is it NRS?
0: Yeah, well, yeah, NRS for the men's. Um yeah. Yeah? NRS? Yeah. What's that again? National uh, uh, Road Series Is that what it stands for? Okay It'll be back For worry.
2: your notes Am I allowed to ask you some,
1: uh, A quick summary of Tour of Tassie Because you know this stuff so well Did Oh yeah, you yeah.
0: Okay and So notes Tour of Tassie Go uh,
1: Ben Dybal was by far the strongest On the main climb up to Poetina, And he um, won by virtue of that uh, Apart from that A number of other riders were very good Like Dylan Sunderland Coming up through the ranks As a youngster um, Who else? Uh, Chris Hamilton um, Obviously moving to Giant Alperson next year Was very good And apart from that, Avanti were, you know, continued on their winning ways in general. I mean, they didn't win the; it was the the only round of the entire NRS that they didn't win. Um, But they won (laughs) two stages, and they ended up second. And I think they're 150 points ahead on the teams' classification. I think they've got like 200 points now versus um, Mobius. I think are in second. So, who's going to win the NRS? Um, It's either Pat Shaw or Joe Cooper. Okay. who's going to be the individual And winner. in the ladies? Mm-hmm. In the ladies, it's already been decided. Uh, Leeson Hockings uh-huh. was the winner uh, from Holden, and High Five Dream Team were the team's winners. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. now, I
0: get a note. Uh, you get a note, which is... Cameron Meyer?
2: Uh, I spoke with Cameron Meyer. Phil asked me to. We, we can report on that a little bit, just that he's going <laughs> over at the end of the... He's got another couple of days before he flies out and he's going to go and do the London six Day.
0: So let's let's just back the truck up just a little bit for those may, maybe coming in late to the Cam Meyer story. Mid, midway through the season, he just decided to... It-
2: in May enough. or June, he, he, he resigned from Dimension Data, didn't yeah. want to race uh, yeah. with, uh, the road anymore. But he, he made it clear to me the other day when we spoke that it wasn't like he was running away from cycling. He just wanted to need a little hiatus. He'd been racing since he was 12 years old. And
0: also to reassess his place in the sport.
2: Just to, yeah, just to take a breather, just take a break, just to get the mojo back, just to live a little, just to understand. He had a couple of months of just living like an ordinary person, which he's never done as an adult. So. Um that should refresh him and give him a bit of energy and good on him for trying that. And he's 28 or 9 and he's, he's ready for phase two. And that's going to start with the track campaign, London six-day and then uh, off to Glasgow for the World Cup. Um, he's going to do the six-day with Callum Scottson, I think. Uh, so that's a bit of interest. If I could just make a little mention, I did an interview uh, with Paul Craig. Uh, which i posted on youtube the audio is terrible sorry about that we just had some issues but the conversation is is really engaging paul craig for those who don't know is a superstar of australian sport uh one of the nicest guys i've ever met and i'm proud to call him my friend he broke his back at tour of southland on the 11th of november 2006 so the anniversary 10th anniversary is coming up and we decided we'd just have a chat about it on Sunday. And
0: it uh, should be pointed out he's, he's, he's in a wheelchair now. He's in a wheelchair.
2: Yeah. He broke his back uh, and he's, uh, he's paralysed from sternum down. And his attitude is um, a, a genuine lesson to anyone who wants to understand about how to uh, overcome uh, sh- shitty setbacks. Yep. I, I, yeah, I don't want to say the word, but, I mean, he... he has dealt with disability in a, in a, in a very impressive way. Um, and he talks about it really openly. And it's, and it's just, I'm doing a couple of series of interviews on, on YouTube, which I've been enjoying one with, with Jörg Jaksch, one with Rebecca Weisack, and one with uh, Paul Craik. And to be continued, hopefully, if I get appropriate feedback that suggests people like it.
0: Let uh, me know. Let me know. It, it may seem like an odd thing for me to mention about the, the Paul Craig interview, because I, I do remember that day like it was yesterday, because mm. we, we were we were involved in that and in not in not like in terms of covering it. And I remember when that happened, we got the news and it was shocked because Paul, for those who as far as the development of Australian cycling goes about, say, a decade, a decade ago, Paul was regarded as probably one of our best ever climbers. Mm. And He looked like he was going to make that leap and he was going to be that guy who was going to be racing at World Tour level. Mm. And we were all looking forward to seeing him do that. Mm. Um, So it was really quite a shock. But the thing that struck me, and as I said, it may be a bit odd to mention, is that he looks fit. He looks great. He looks race ready. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. I'm. I I'm, was I'm, I'm like, "Wow, you know, he's he's thin. He, it, it looks like his build has not changed whatsoever.
2: He's put on a little bit of weight, right. but not no. You wouldn't know it to look at him. No. He's still under seventy kilos. He yeah. he's works out in the gym. He's Natural still, climber. Yeah, so, and uh, a yeah. super guy. And he, he he speaks in a very considered manner. So it's not a, a rapid fire conversation. But when he he talks, he he offers really interesting uh, observations. Okay,
0: I think we'll close it on that note. That's pretty long. Yes, that's right. We've We're done a long one today. Long. Um, so that's it from us today. And uh, don't forget to catch the men's and women's road races on SBS2 and streaming online at Cycling Central. That's Saturday and Sunday night. So check your guides uh, for, the, for info or head to the website where we'll have info. It'll be all over the site just saying, hey, you know, watch this thing. Um, both races promise to be very, very interesting. Uh, One, because of the weather, uh, because it is so hot, and two, because it's a unique opportunity for Australia uh, to win a couple of medals uh, with Chloe Hosking and also with either Caleb Ewan or Michael Matthews. So tune in then. Um, And with that, I guess we'll see you next time.